0: Um, well, I'll start since I have the key. Um, we're talking about The House at Riverton by Kate Morton. So, we can start like we usually do. Anybody want to jump in? And there are only a couple of us, so... Anybody want to jump in? Say what you thought of the book? I know it was... Um, slow going, and there was a lot happening, so anyway, what did you think?
1: Well, this is Sherry. I guess I can start. I can't say I liked it that much. I didn't hate it or anything, and um, I was anxious to finish it to see what happened, but I can't say I really liked it. It really reminded me, maybe it's because this sort of story has become so, oh, it, it, almost a cliche. I mean, you see it on... I. Watch, listen to the Downton Abbey series and I used to watch Upstairs, Downstairs and this sort of reminded me of that. You have the same kinds of characters. Um, one question I had for you all, there were a couple things that I just missed and I don't know if I spaced out or not but did Jemima have a daughter? Because she named the kid Gif and they talked about her and Gif going to the United States and there was a man named Gifford. So I was confused by that and the other thing I was confused by is whether or not Hannah actually died in childbirth because I know she died like right around that time, but I wasn't sure if it was in childbirth or not.
0: She died in childbirth and her daughter that she gave birth to was um, given to Jemima and she took both of them to America.
1: But was it Jemima's? real daughter a girl then I, I mean real child a girl then not a boy and she just named it gif anyway
2: i had to admit i i was a bad girl again i didn't finish the book and it's just because i ran out of time um it's amazing um how many projects have come into my business in the last couple weeks i have a couple of things that i have to get finished and with school starting getting ready for that i just haven't had as much time to read that said um as far as I've gotten, anyhow, I like the book. And, um, but, you know, um, do you remember when we read, uh, I'll tell you, you guys are going to laugh when I tell you what this book reminds me of, and that's Water for Elephants. Because if you remember, um, oh, I think his name was Jankowski, was in a, was in a home, and he was, he was an old man in a home, and um, he was telling his story in flashback, and um, <laughs> the story sort of told the same way. And I I really like the children in this story so much. I, I really do. And I tell you what, I also feel very sorry for Katie, you know, the the, um, the servant Katie. She just seems to be a, a klutz and nobody seems to give her any patience or anything. But I, I really feel sorry for her. But so far as I've gone, the characters are very well developed and um, it's I, I think it's, I think it's a, a riveting book in that um, you really want to know what's happening to the characters, what's going to happen to them. and I also think the author does a very good job with, with um, portraying conversation. She makes it so natural and realistic. When, when she portrays the conversation between her characters. And some authors get it and some don't as far as how to, to really portray conversation naturally and in a believable way. But she really does a good job of that.
0: Um, to answer your question about Gifford, about Giff, I think... Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a, a girl. Um, and... Yeah, I have to agree, Carla. She does do a a very good job with character development and with conversations. I've read all three of her books, and this one I liked the most. The other ones are probably as good, but maybe because this was her first, and I just really felt like, the first time I read it, I felt like I I was there. I could imagine what it must have been like, and I liked um, and I liked Place, Hannah. Emmeline was a bit 14th. 14th. too. Um, <laughs> Emmeline was a little flighty, I guess, and but Hannah, I liked of the two girls
3: well i have a confession and i'm really really sorry um i just i had a hard time getting into the book you know i i kept trying to start reading it and i don't know i just i had a really hard time and i think maybe i don't know maybe it just wasn't fitting my mood or something and um maybe i just needed a a little bit of a break um because every time i tried to read it you know i just I don't know, it's like I just had a really hard time getting into it. And it seemed like it was really good writing and I I do intend to read the whole thing, but you know, as a co-moderator, I feel really badly about this, but I just I just had a hard time and I, you know, I'm having the same problem with another a book for my other group. So so maybe it's just that I need a little bit of a break or something or I'm not in the mood for really intense reads or something, but I just I don't know, I just had a really hard time getting into it. Um Back to the
1: Jemima's daughter, I was thinking it must have been a girl because if it would have been a boy, I think that boy would have inherited the estate rather than Frederick, so that's kind of what I thought, but I just thought they weren't real clear on that. I agree with you, Randy. I liked Hannah a lot better. I liked her better in the beginning of the book where she seemed strong-willed. I mean, she stood up to her father when he didn't want her to get married, but then after she was married, she just kind of got wimpier, and she didn't... I was hoping she would kind of stand up to her husband and say, "Well, I want to get involved in this or that and and you know, get her make herself busier and happier than she was."
0: Yeah, you're right. That is true that um they wouldn't the Frederick wouldn't have inherited the estate. So, yeah, you're right. It was a girl. And yeah, I can understand where you would have had a hard time getting into it, Jenny, because it's not a book that grabs you right away and it is kind of it's slow to develop and um this this was my second time reading it and i had to reread it because there was so much that there's so much that goes on in the plot but i was having a hard time rereading it for the second time because there were other books i wanted to read more but still it it is one that I really enjoyed. So hopefully when you do feel more like reading it, you can finish it and, um, hopefully you'll enjoy it better. I think, I think you're right though. Sometimes it does take a while to get into these and there, it does take a certain mindset. It does become more
1: engrossing the more you get into it. And, uh, things start happening.
3: Well, I've heard really good things about Kate Morton. So, I mean, this is definitely one of the ones that I intend to read again. Um, The other book that people talk a lot about is The Forgotten Garden.
0: Yeah, that's a good one, too. Her third one is The Secret Keeper. And of the three, I think I like that one the least. But The Forgotten Garden is good, too.
3: So what makes this book really stand out for you um, as a favorite?
0: i think for me it was because it was the first one it was her debut novel and it was um it's so well written and you can almost see everything happening and Almost at least for me, I almost felt like I was back in the twenties and I could picture the house and in my mind and um, the the other ones just were different in that way. they were good, but this one. For me, this one just grabbed me. And I I just really, the first time I read it, I couldn't put it down. My mom was reading it for a book club. And we were both reading it at the same time. And it was, neither one of us wanted to finish it. Because we just really got engrossed in it. Especially the more we read. The more we wanted to just keep on reading.
1: I really liked the way it flipped back and forth between her and the nursing home and in the past. At first, I didn't like it because I didn't think the transitions were very smooth, but I thought the way it ended with her there in the nursing home and and stuff was really, really heartfelt. There are several things I want to mention, but I'm trying to think of a way to mention them without spoiling it for people that haven't read the
2: book.
3: Oh, don't worry about it.
2: No, don't worry about it because I intend to finish it. I mean, I'm that involved and it wouldn't spoil it for me. Um, I'm really sorry I didn't finish it for this time. But this time of year is starting to get hectic.
0: Sherry, did you think, did you have any, did you think that Hannah knew about Grace and their actual relationship? At one point, I kind of thought she did, but then I wasn't sure. But there were just little things that made me think that she might have known.
1: That's a really good question. I hadn't thought of that. That was the one thing that was I was going to bring that up because usually in books I don't see things coming, but you could I saw that coming a long way before it was revealed. Um, just from all the hints and everything. And I didn't really see what it added to the story because I think Grace would have been just as attached to Hannah one way or the other just because she cared about her. I don't think the author was trying to say there was a blood bond there or anything. I, I don't know, but I never got the sense that Hannah knew about it. But certainly if she kept her ears open and she was a smart girl, she probably would have heard the little snide remarks and stuff too, so it's possible.
0: Yeah, I guess because Grace, she met Grace out and about and she thought, and it dawned on her that Grace really couldn't read shorthand, but I forget even what it was right now that made me think, well, gee, maybe she knows. But then I thought, no, she may not, because Grace fully realized it when frederick showed up at her mother's funeral but um i and i think she started to get the idea when she saw her mother's picture because it was a totally different picture than her mother actually was in real life to grace but i i guess hannah really didn't know and Emmeline sure didn't Emmeline was clueless about a lot of things
3: so what did you think of the book, Alan?
4: Oh, sorry I'm late. Uh, I was at a supper, uh, and uh, I, I I thought it was horrible. I read about an hour of it and decided it was not my cup of tea and uh, bailed. So uh, uh, Sherry was nice enough to kind of to, to, to give me the outline of, of what happened afterwards, which w- was most of the book since I only read about an hour of it. But, uh, yeah, this just wasn't my... Uh, this wasn't my kind of book. I, you know, I, I gave it a shot, and, and I tried, and I just thought, I, I'm not interested in these people. I, I don't really care about these people, and uh, I, I'm, you know, and it, it, she had just started doing her work at the uh, at the house. I guess, uh, I guess Grace is that is that the 90-something-year-old woman that's telling the story, and uh, I, I don't, I don't know. It just, uh, it just I, I just couldn't get into it. Sorry.
3: No, I actually had the same experience, um, but like I told everybody else, you know, Kate Morton is is so well-liked that I intend to give it another go at some point.
1: Well, I agree with you, Randy, that Emmeline was a real airhead, and was. I found her increasingly irritating as the book went on, and of course, in the final showdown, she really screws up everything, unless you want to blame Grace for not knowing shorthand, and Never straightening out that misunderstanding earlier. Now, now refresh my memory. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure you you told me kind of what happens to the book.
4: Which one of them was it that actually killed the guy that that was? I guess Hannah was pregnant with this guy's baby, right? And is it Emmeline and Hannah that are the sisters? Did, did was it one of them that killed him? Uh, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Hannah did, and I kind of thought. That, you know, I guess in the book they describe it like she had to shoot one or the other of them, but I thought she could have, like, thrown the gun in the lake or something, but I, I don't know.
4: Well, you, you said that in, in the email, and I got a little confused. Why did she have to shoot somebody? I, I, I And she shot the guy that was the father of her child, right?
0: Yeah, she did. She was actually planning to leave with him, and... That way, And they were going to fake the suicide. And... Emmeline... I think was going to... Kill them both. Because she was the one who originally had the gun. I... Think. There was... That's... They were scuffling... With it and... Um... I think it was Emmeline who originally had it
4: and i have to apologize sherry was trying not to 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 let out any spoilers apparently i just i just spoiled a bunch of stuff and i'm sorry about that if carla if i mess anything up for you please forgive me
1: well, i already asked that and carla and jenny both said they didn't care if we spoiled it so you know i, I dropped a something earlier too yeah Emmeline had the gun she was drunk and she was wearing. some guy had put his jacket around her shoulders to keep her warm and he had a gun in there and so she pulled it out once she figured out what was going on but then when they scuffled for it hannah got the gun and robbie said shoot Emmeline because she's going to ruin everything and they were both descending upon her and the way it, it was described much better than i'm describing it it seemed like Hannah had to shoot one or the other, but I don't know Randy, did you didn't you think that there was another option like not shooting one or the other and and did you think it was out of character for Robbie to tell her to shoot Emily? And I thought that that was kind of surprising to me.
0: It was, but maybe but he was thinking she was going to spoil everything anyway. If Hannah did leave, she was going to tell Teddy that Hannah left and with Robbie, and she, but, yeah, I thought there definitely could have been another option. Instead of shooting him, she could have just thrown the gun in the lake, and somehow, and Emmeline was so drunk that, would she even remember the next day anyway?
1: And even if she did, I mean, at one point, when she was younger, Hannah was so much more strong-willed, I I would Liked her to just say, I don't care what people think, I'm running off with this guy, but she didn't do that. Because Teddy and his parents, especially his parents and his sister, were, were extremely obnoxious characters. Oh
0: my gosh, I couldn't stand those people. I couldn't either. Grace was probably my favorite of the characters. And then Hannah, as a child, like you said, then once she got married, you no. Know, She did become wimpy. She caved and became more like typical women from that time. Victorian, maybe not necessarily of that time, but she was definitely a wimp.
2: I think I'm going to have to mend what I said about the spoilers. I think you've probably done me a favor I am not into murder now I'm thinking I may not finish the book it's still sweet and warm and fuzzy and maybe I'll leave it that way Um, because um, I don't know I just after a while I just get tired of murder because if anything on television television is no longer prime time it's become crime time because it's CSI this and CSI that and there's nothing but murder on the news and I don't know. I I just I get enough of that so I may not finish the book now. It's it's funny. I got kicked out of the room.
1: Um Randy, did you would you have liked to know more about Grace's marriage and and like Ruth and Sylvia her daughter? She didn't really seem to have a very good relationship with them, but she loved her grandson tremendously and I would have liked to have known more about that.
0: I would have too. I definitely that was one part of the story that i thought was lacking because she there are so many gaping holes about what happened okay so she became an anthropologist after the war and she sent ruth away she ruth was evacuated but she doesn't talk about anything else and then all of a sudden there's this there's her grandson who she just adores
1: It was nice to find out at the end where they sort of wrap things up that she had spent years with Alfred after all. That was kind of a nice touch.
0: Yeah, and it was funny that um, Florence ended up being the grandmother of Ursula, the woman who was doing the film.
1: Yeah, that was well done too, and it didn't seem contrived because it makes sense that Florence would have been interested in England and probably would have encouraged ursula's interest in the same thing
0: yeah i thought that was well done too and i liked how she did the tapes for her grandson telling him her story
3: do you think the house was sort of a character in this novel
0: yeah i think it definitely was because there was just so much that went on there and it was to me like palisade's park the park was as much a character in the book as the people and in this book the house the house was too and i think that's where that's that was the intention of the title
1: yeah i'd have to agree and i noticed that the first line in the book and i don't remember exactly what it was but it was something about last night i had a dream i was at riverton and it reminded me i don't know. If- any of you have read Rebecca, but that's a very famous opening line where it's, last night I dreamed of Mandalay, which was the house in that book. I thought she probably did that intentionally as a sort of tribute, but who knows.
2: Well, as far as I've gotten, yes, I would say the house um, is a character in the book because uh, they. she describes it, as, as um, Randy said, she described it so well that you can really picture it you can almost think of what it would be like what the nursery is like and what and just that long when when um she comes for her first day to be a servant and goes up those steps and down that long dingy hall and that that room with the deer that's dying in it and i don't know i think that's sort of a strange decor to have in a room like that i wouldn't like that at all um but it, it just adds to the gloom of the room. And, uh, and just, I don't know, I, I just really like the description of the of the house itself.
1: Well, you will be glad to know, Carla, that you mentioned Katie, the scullery maid, which scullery maids always seem to be that kind of character that gets a lot of abuse and, you know, stuff. She, at the end in the sort of epilogue, they mention, well, maybe not at the total end, but somewhere in there she had run off and gotten married, so one can hope she had a happy marriage
2: i'm so glad to hear that cuz i feel so sorry for her so far <laughs> and you're right um she's not the first scullery maid that's gotten a bum rap <laughs> so, but i always feel sorry for the underdog i guess
0: i hope you do finish it because the murder isn't it's at the end it's toward the end but it's not um it happens and then they it's like it happens, and then everything just falls apart after that. Everybody goes about their separate lives, and the baby is sent to America, and it ends up, you know, she's the grandmother of Ursula, and I liked the way it ended. I, that was I thought that was a good part.
1: Yeah, the murder wasn't graphic or anything, it wasn't detailed at all, it was just like a sentence or something.
2: I don't know, I get hung up when you get attached to characters, maybe it won't be somebody I get attached to, but it's like I was never able to watch the Titanic, because I knew they were all going to die, and why get so emotionally involved with a bunch of people that are going to die, and you know they are going to die, but... I guess um, sometimes, uh, sometimes I just want something. I want a book to escape to, and I don't know if that would be a world I'd want to escape to. But maybe I will finish the book um, because I, I do like it so far, and and I, I just I just think that this I think that Kate Morton is really a very skilled author. And the way she paints pictures, the way she portrays dialogue. Um, the way she's developing her characters i mean those children are just like real children they act like children and it was fun to watch them play and it's fun to hear the adults talking at the recital and and just the, and i had to laugh um about the children trying to escape from their lesson hiding in the nursery and i, I don't know i i, I sort of I had to chuckle when I read that scene and that one really made me laugh a lot.
0: I think this is one of those books that people and this is one of those authors that people either really like or, well, like in Sherry's case, she said it wasn't her favorite and that it reminded her of, you know, it's such a common storyline now with Downton Abbey and some of these other things, but I, you know, it's this isn't an author that um, everybody is really gonna like, and I. Not everybody likes this type of um, genre either. So this type of storyline. So you know, I just for those of you who want to finish it i hope you do and for those who just didn't like it at all hopefully um the next one will be better that's all it's all we can do so you know not everybody likes the same kind of reading material well i'm glad you
1: chose the book because i wanted to give this author a try and um it sounds like you know from what you said this is your favorite one of the three so I might consider reading one of her other ones. I'll have to look at what the plot's about and stuff, because I think it's not that her writing is bad. I think for me, and I usually, I don't mind slow-moving books, but I think there were enough what I considered flaws, like not letting us know things and, and letting us know things that didn't seem to be big secrets but didn't seem to add anything and being able to throw the gun in the water and stuff. So I think I'm probably just being too picky but I never considered stopping reading it or anything, and it was nice to see how everything turned out, and there were some a couple of surprises at the end and stuff, so I don't really regret reading it. It just wasn't one of my favorites, so I'm
0: glad you picked it. Well, should we talk about a book for next month? Jenny, do you want to um, say anything here?
3: Sure. Um... I wanted to let you guys know that um, this is going to be my last meeting as a co-moderator. It's nothing personal. It's just my schedule has gotten a little more busy. Um, And so I'm still going to try to go when I can. And Randy's still going to moderate the group. And it's still going to exist. And I'm still going to choose books and, you know, suggest books or whatever. Um, and still, hopefully, be an active participant in the group. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know that, and it's been a really fun time.
2: Well, I for one am going to, you know, to miss you. Um, although I'm glad to hear that you'll be you'll be coming back, um, but. Um, I understand the business with scheduling. Sometimes I I wonder if I've gotten involved with with too many books, um, given my life, um, what's happening in my life and my my work schedule. So I do understand all of that.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry to see you go too. I haven't been to a whole lot of these because Friday nights used to not be a good night for me. But um, the ones I have been to, I think you and Randy really do a good job. and They've been very good discussions
0: yeah i'm really gonna miss you too um and i hope you can come by often and keep suggesting books and definitely you may not be a co-moderator but definitely keep your hand in when you can
4: yeah i'm gonna miss you too uh we like the same kind of stuff and uh you pick good books so uh uh I hope your schedule uh, works out and stuff, but uh, I understand completely. But thank you for for doing it while you did.
3: Well, thank all of you. And, um, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back when I can. And, um, you know, it's definitely been fun, but we should probably pick another book now.
2: (laughs) Any suggestions? I had mentioned to you, Randy, a book that I was reading called Girl in Translation. It's uh, DB, I believe it's DB seven three zero six nine. I went to get it, and oh well, my Braille uh, my apex decided to crash. Well, there it comes again. So I'll have it for you for sure. But it's it's a really I'm finding it's a really good book about a girl that um, you know she immigrates from from China, and um, and um, she works in one of those factories, but her love is really academia and um, so she's trying to do it both you know, do both at the same time and sort of about her plight and everything and and I think it's a it's a it's another one that I, I think it's well written. Now some of you might disagree with me, but I think it's a very good book. And um, so that's my suggestion.
1: Well along the China line there was a book called Pearl that was a historical fiction about Pearl S. Buck's life. And the main character in the book is a made-up character who is Pearl S. Buck's best friend in her childhood and grows up with her. And it, too, is all about life in China during the Revolution and stuff like that. And plus, having sort of a biography of Pearl S. Buck was kind of interesting, too. But I don't remember how long this book is. I'd have to check real quick while we're talking. But also, the book
0: Carla suggested sounds fine. Okay, that one sounds good to me. They both sound good to me Um, I was also thinking we could do a Jodi Picot I know she's pretty popular though and um, how much I don't know I'm guessing a lot of people have read her
1: I really like Jodi Picot everything I've
0: read of her
3: I've never read a book by her believe it or not I really like Jodi Picot too
2: well, I read My Sister's Keeper, and it was a difficult book for me to read. Um, I guess, um, I don't know, it, it was just difficult, I, and, and if I could be assured that her other books weren't that difficult, but a lot of it was because my brother was in a coma, and you know, there were just too many things that reminded me of that part of my life um so it was just for personal reasons but this business of of um you know my sister's keeper and i think it might have been our group that read it um but this business of of um using just um you know having a sister um to to give her other sister parts to keep her alive i I mean i don't know i just found the whole thing very distasteful and remember we did um read the book and we saw the movie and the movie was different from the book. It was you know, the different character um died at the end of the book. I mean I think that's beyond poetic license myself. That said, Jodie Picot I found her to be a very another good writer. Um, you know, I thought she was a good writer. And so I would I'd be open to reading another book of hers.
0: I read My Sister's Keeper on its own. I didn't read it as part of a group, but I did see the movie when we watched it, and I didn't like the movie as well. But the one I was thinking of was House Rules. Could you give us a a
2: sort of what it's about, Um, just a general idea of the plot and the setting?
0: It's about a boy with Asperger's, and he's accused of a crime because of his interest in... Um, criminology He likes CSI He likes the CSI shows And and it's all There's family Stuff in it too um, And But he And it's very well researched As far as the autism spectrum um, Jody really did a great job Of researching it And Um it's. It was interesting, and it it held my interest because I find that to be interest. I find it to be really fascinating, and then um, the the criminal aspect of it too, and Hayes, the whole idea of can somebody with a disability like that really do something? And can he, does he really understand the ramifications of everything that could have happened? There are so many good ones, though. There's that one. There's Change of Heart. She has so many good books out. Just a suggestion.
1: That sounds interesting. I haven't read that one. The most recent one I read was The Storyteller, which was about the um, girl who discovers this old man that comes to the bakery and has been a model citizen as an ex-Nazi, and that was really excellent, too. One thing about Jody Peacold is she really does seem to do her research. All the books I've read seem to be very well researched.
0: Oh, I forgot about The Storyteller. That is another good one. Out of the two of them, The Storyteller sounds more
2: interesting to me. I, I don't know. I'm not into murder and crime. And, unless you could convince me that the... Um, The one, um, you know, house rules um, didn't didn't um, just focus on that. I I don't know why. I guess I'm just not into crime stuff, and and I'm just that's just not my favorite thing to read for pleasure.
1: Well, the storyteller does have some reminiscences of this girl's grandmother, who was a prisoner in one of the concentration camps. So it's not pretty. But I've certainly... It's not as graphic as a lot of
0: them are, I didn't think. I don't know about you, Randy. No, actually, I didn't think it was quite as graphic as, say, the movie Schindler's List. It was... It was very good. Very well written.
1: Just... That was an excellent read. It brings up a lot of interesting issues. Can a person redeem themselves from something like that? And and then there's also a, a really a typical Jodi Cult twist at the end.
0: Yeah, and the twist at the end is that, that was a little confusing. And so, yeah, if we do that one, that's going to be an interesting discussion.
3: Okay, so I guess up for grabs we have. The Storyteller House Rules are girl in translation. And then that other one that Sherry suggested, Pearl or something. Yeah, Pearl.
2: Well, I can't find
1: that on my list anymore, so it might have been called something else, so I'll have to
2: withdraw that since I can't even find it. In case we decided on girl and translation, I did get my APEX back, and the talking on the DV number is 73069. But if we don't do it this time we do it another time, um, I would request that we don't do it in October because I'm going to be at the PCB convention. I'd like to be part of that discussion. But um, uh, for me, if if we were going with one of the um, Jody Pickalt ones, I would much rather do the storyteller, unless, as I said, the the house rules was not real focused on just the murder and the crime investigation and all that stuff.
4: Well, House Rules is, is not really focused on murder and stuff. It's just the, the 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 kid that has Asperger's is just real interested in the whole criminology and, and how it all uh how it all works and stuff and it's more about his uh obsession with that and how that ends up uh making the uh the, the investigators think he might be involved somehow but uh uh but i, I don't care which one we read i've, I've read house rules uh, so I, i'm happy with either thing
2: yeah i could go with either one i'm i'm interested i have a lot of students on uh, with asperger's too but um they, they all sound like good books to do at some time uh, because um they all have uh, they, they all have some really interesting themes from at least from what they sound like the two that I haven't read versus the one that I have read um I would say it they all sound like they have some real fodder for some interesting
0: discussions, which is good Jenny, do you have a preference if you don't then i'll I'll cast mine, and I guess we can go with it.
3: Well, my vote is for House Rules, I think. Yeah, my my vote, I think, is for House Rules. Um, and then maybe, like, in November, we could do that translation. But I, I'm fine with it the other way around, because I don't know. I know I won't be there for October, for sure.
0: Okay, House Rules sounds good to me. If nobody else has a preference...
1: That's fine. I haven't read that one, so I've enjoyed every one of hers I've read, so looking forward to it.
0: It's a good one. I think you'll like it. I especially think it's so interesting how she researches the Asperger end of it, the whole autism spectrum. And I actually have a friend who worked in that field for a while, and when I was reading it, I asked her if it was accurate, if her portrayals were accurate, and she said they were just right on. So, okay, I guess we'll do house rules. Alan, can you do me a favor? And Since you're so quick at it, can you pull up the DB info?
4: Give me a second.
1: Have you guys read, speaking of Asperger's, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night Time? It, it sort of made me think of that when you were talking about this one. It's about. It's written in first person by a kid. And he's got Asperger's, and it's very well written. It really makes you appreciate how he must feel, especially when he talks about being overwhelmed by, you know, stimuli from the environment and stuff like that.
3: Yes, that was an excellent book. You know, um, somebody that I had talked to said, oh, I don't like that book. I was so disappointed. But when I read it, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I really enjoyed it, and yeah, you're right. It definitely gave you an appreciation for, you know, what he thought and stuff. I mean, and how he thought and what he was going through. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it.
0: I haven't read that one. What's it called?
1: It's called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. I'll have to, I can send it to you when I send you that link I was going to send you tomorrow. Um, It's by Mark Hadden, H-A-D-E-N, I think is how you spell his last name. It might have two D's in it. But it was. uh, I think you'd like it if you liked the subject matter because it was very well written.
4: House rules, DB number seven one zero one zero. Jody Pico, reading time eighteen hours fifty nine minutes. So it's right at nineteen hours. Read by Joe Peck. Alrighty.
0: It's not a book that makes. it, At least for me, it didn't seem like it was nineteen hours long. It's. It's just so well written. If you've read Jody Pico, then you know it'll go fast. So it's, um, uh, how do you spell, uh,
2: two questions. How do you spell um, Jody? Is it J O D Y and how do you spell Pico? Just so I have it in one place. And I just want to repeat the number, make sure I wrote it down. It's 71010.
4: Yes, 71010. Jody's J O D I Pico, P I C O U L T.
2: I knew there was a T in there somewhere, (laughs) but I I wasn't sure. um, P-I-C-O-U-L-T. Okay. Um, Okay. Thank you very much.
1: I put the um, Curious incident of the Dog in the Nighttime and the Author up in the
0: chat window, Randy. Okay. Thanks.
3: That's a really good book. I think you'll like that one.
0: Okay. I got it. Thanks. I'll definitely download it. Well, I guess that's about it, unless anybody else has anything they want to say and thanks for coming and Jenny thank you for everything and like I said I hope you keep your hand in because you you do pick good books too and I know I'm gonna miss working with you because I think we complement each other pretty well yeah I wanted to thank you too Jenny um
2: and you two do work very well together and um I just wanted to say, too, that I'm, not, I'm in and out, and I, I hope you don't all lose patience with me, but my schedule isn't always what I'd like it to be, and work has to come first. And uh, But that said, uh, for the most part, the books that, that we read together, I, I usually enjoy them, and I enjoy discussing them, even if it is a book that I didn't particularly like, or in this case, I, I didn't finish But isn't it funny that the first thing that I noticed uh, about this book, the first thing I thought was um, water for elephants when you're flashing back from the the home, being in the rest home at the end of one's life and then flashing back to things that that happened. And I won't get into it because technically we're finished uh, discussing the book. But there are a lot of parallels between those two books thematically, even though uh, the the subject matter is totally different. I don't know if that's to some far out thing, but that's I don't know why that keeps going through my head.
1: That's funny. I, yeah, I can see now that you mention it, the correlation you're making. There's I've read several other books where people are in nursing homes or something and they're reminiscing before they die. It's kind of a nice literary device in a way.
0: Yeah, I never would have put the two together, but I had the same thought when I read Julian because I thought about the five people you meet in heaven just because of the amusement park touch. And now it's Palisades Park.
2: Did this group ever read that book? That might be a, a good one to consider. Um, I really like Mitch album. I, I have to say I got a little I, I was what do I want to say? I was inspired and depressed at the same time when I read Maury. Um, I read I read Tuesdays with Maury twice in two different periods of my life, and um, it's funny how when you do that, and after the time has elapsed and you go and you read it a second time, how your perspectives
0: change. No, we haven't read that one.
2: I'll tell you another one that might be off topic for us, but I really enjoyed was um, Dispatches from the, um, for the benefit of those who see. Dispatches from the World of the Blind by Rosemary Mahoney and the only reason I'm saying it's really probably out of bounds for us, it's really a true story it's about um, and she goes to um, help um, um, set up a school uh, the, the Braille Beyond Borders school and it's, it's really a true story even though it's, it's a novel and if you get the NLS version it's actually read by the author and how I got exposed to it for the uh, first time was that it was a free NLP, a free uh, a free NBP download, and then the uh, the library users of America, the affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, chose them of uh, chose that book as the book that was going to be discussed at the Great Books discussion at the convention. So I read it for those two reasons, and. It was a good book too and even if we didn't we didn't do it for this group i would highly recommend it well
1: i guess i'll call it a night then thanks randy and jenny for running this it was an interesting discussion even if it was mostly randy and i
3: well thank you guys for coming and and thanks for your comments and contributions
0: yeah thanks everybody and it was enjoyable and thank you sherry for all your input and It was a good discussion as always.